This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. I'm Brian Goldfinger from Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. We'd like to wish you and your family a happy holiday season. Don't drink and drive, don't token drive, and wait till you get to your destination to reply to that text. Visit goldfingerlaw.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Loom, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors played what was definitely the game of the season so far. I mean, it's only late November, so, you know, there's a lot more of the season to come. But thus far, the game of the year, taking down the Golden State Warriors by a score of 131 to 128 in overtime. Not easy. (laughs) Um... And uh, that's a really scary thought with the Warriors because they didn't even have Steph Curry. They didn't even have Draymond Green. They didn't have uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Like, this Warriors team is unfair, but um, they still had Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant was, like, like just insane. Like, I don't even have to really describe this Durant performance so much as I just can just allude to the fact that the <laughs> Kevin Durant had a famous game in Toronto uh, where he basically pulled up either on Amir Johnson. Yeah, it was on Amir Johnson, basically, for the win. And that was back when he was in OKC. I think it was 2015, 2014, one of those two years. I think the year he won MVP. Um, and KD was just in that mode. Like, it was it was nasty. Like, it, it, there's nothing you could do to stop a guy like that. And, um, you know, <laughs> the Raptors held the lead for most of the game. They jumped all over the Warriors to start the game. They had 38 points by the end of the first quarter. But... Uh, sort of as the game progressed, the Warriors got much more solid defensively. And, you know, it really came down to one of those games where the Raptors are protecting the lead. And, uh, and yeah, it's hard to protect the lead against Kevin Durant, who forced overtime by draining a fallaway corner three with Kawhi Leonard draped all over him and swished it. Like, it was, it was disgusting what he was doing. But the play before that, he pulled up from probably like 35 feet. Um, it was, you know, it was that kind of night for KD. And honestly, like, he was basically the only reason the Warriors were in it because he also drilled a series of uh, jumpers to end the third quarter, including one where he pulled off from the logo after hitting three in a row from mid-range. I, I don't even know what to do. But, um, you know, the game goes to overtime. Actually, the Raptors, I should really explain. The Raptors tried to run a play uh, with about eight seconds left. You know, they went to uh, the play where Lowry screens for um, – Kawhi Leonard, it wasn't as straightforward as it was in previous examples. Uh, so it's because, you know, it's kind of obvious the Raptors are going to do that, and it's a little bit easy to scout. I mean, I probably even can anticipate that. Then you would think other, you know, teams with actual scouting reports should be able to do it. But um, at least the Raptors disguise a little bit this time with Lowry sort of screening on the other side of the floor and sort of having Kawhi reverse the ball first. Um, but 
you know, the Warriors, again, like I said, it's a little bit easy to scout. Like, they knew the play was coming. They put Andre Godala on Lowry for that possession so that when the switch happened, it was switching from Kevin Rant, who was guarding uh, Kawhi for most of the game, to Iguodala, who, you know, is just as good of a defender as Durant. And the Raptors ended up not even getting a shot off because Kawhi gets swarmed in the post. He kicks it out to Surge, and then the shot clock expires. So... Not great execution. Again, the Raptors should really, really spend some time to really work on some of this stuff because it can't be that hard to get a guy as talented as Kawhi to get a shot off in these situations. And three times now, it hasn't really happened. But still, you know, the Raptors then go to overtime, and it's sort of a back-and-forth affair. Um, You know, some key plays that stood out. I mean, Danny Green hitting a three. Danny Green hit a huge three in the fourth quarter as well, late in, you know, down the stretch there where the Raptors are really hurting offensively. Danny hits a three then, and he hits another three in overtime to really secure the lead. Kyle Lowry comes up with a clutch steal where he picks off Andre Godala and then takes the other way and then, uh, you know, swings it back to uh, a streaking Pascal Siakam who got fouled. And then Pascal hit a bunch of free throws in the fourth quarter there just off cuts and stuff, which really iced the game. But. I mean, this was never – it just – it never felt secure because, you know, that's just – the Warriors are terrifying, man. Like, it's, it's, it's honestly not even fair, really. Like, when you think about it, you just see, like, Steph Curry is just chilling on the sideline, like, laughing. You know, this is, like, the most tense game of the year, really, for the Raptors. Like, no one on the Raptors is laughing and giggling or whatever. Steph is just chilling on the sideline with his black suit, you know, just because he, he knows. He's going to come back. He's going to replace Quinn Cook in the lineup, and it, it's – I don't know. But in the meantime, the Raptors did finally beat the Warriors. It was a very thrilling game. Definitely the best game I've seen all season. Um, you know, best game, definitely the best game I've seen live, actually. I mean, this is just – it was an incredible game. And um, it really did showcase a lot of, like, superstar um, ability. I think early on it was Kawhi Leonard who was really um, leading the way. Kawhi finished with 37 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, uh, and shot 14 of 24, uh, including 3 triples. Uh, and hit all six free throws in the uh, uh, in, in 44 minutes there. Um, he's probably my first star. Yeah, he's my first star. What am I saying? He's the first star. I mean, he just was incredible to start the game. I mean, he, he was just hitting everything. Uh, I think at one point he had like 17 points on like eight shots or something like that. Um, he cooled off a little bit towards the end because the Warriors really did do what everyone else does, which is basically just send two defenders at you know Kawhi and force someone else to beat them. But, man, um, Kawhi was – you know, he's a superstar. Is what it is. He's one of the best players in the world. He's not as good as Kevin Durant, which this is what this game showed. KD had 51 and scored literally at will, and that's with Kawhi guarding him. But, you know, Kawhi was still excellent on his own right. Gave the Raptors a lead early on. Helped the Raptors sustain it. I mean, in the fourth quarter there, you know, uh, Nick Nurse sort of staggered the lineups with Kawhi, you know, starting with the bench and then sitting for about two, three minutes and then coming back to close the last five. And the Raptors were really, really tight. And then the lead had cut, cut down to three when um, Durant or when uh, Kawhi finally came in, and Kawhi, to his credit, nails a jumper right in Clay Thompson's eye. Um, f- you know, blocks Kevin Durant, or not even block. He but he like deters Durant's shot. He like rotated and helped, and Durant kind of missed the layup, and it was because Kawhi was there. Um, and then the next play down, Kawhi is dribbling around. He probes and he gets the defense to collapse, and he finds Danny Green for that huge three, like I mentioned earlier. And you know, he's the setting force, and that basically pushed the lead back up to. Um, double digits at that point um and you know it's that's that's where you gotta you just you need superstars to win this game like that's what this game really showed and the warriors had their superstars you know durant even clay I mean, durant just played pretty good defense on clay 
Um, but, like, man, he was just hitting incredible, insane contested jumpers. And KD, I think he might have only gotten, like, two open shots all night. And he still finished with 51. So, um, you know. But, yeah, I mean, look, Kawhi was everything that you wanted him to be. Like, this is a superstar. Like, this is why you'll get Kawhi Leonard. And he was, you know, incredible in this game. Um, if I had to hand out a second star, that, that's going to go to Pascal Siakam. Not only was he very clutch in the fourth quarter and in overtime with his free throws, um, but also he was just very efficient overall. 26 points, 8 of 10 shooting, hit 3 of 4 from deep. Um, the Warriors did leave him wide open a couple times, and he was very good at hitting them. Like, in the corner threes, he's very confident right now. Um yeah, Pascal was Pascal's great, and honestly, he, he took a lot of possessions where he was guarding Kevin Durant, um, which is not easy to do. And I think Pascal actually played pretty good defense on KD, but again, KD's just KD's a generational player. Like it is what it is. He might be the best, greatest scorer of all time when it's all said and done. Um, in terms, and yeah, I mean, in terms of your third star, like it's difficult. I might give it to Ibaka. I mean, Ibaka was consistent offensively. He hit a mid-range jumper in overtime from Lowry. Um, but actually, you know, I'll give it to Green. Green was really solid. I mean, it's, uh, um, my guy Alex Wong, Stephen uh, LeBron uh, on Twitter. Um, but Alex made this point to me during the game where it was like, you know what? The Raptors really only have, like, two guys you can really trust in crunch time, and it's, like, Kawhi and Danny, and, like, everyone else is a bit of a wild card. Kyle is definitely a bit of a wild card. Um, and yeah, Danny really came through with those threes, and even defensively, he wasn't that good against Clay. I mean, he did contest a lot of his shots, but there was a couple times where he lost him in the shuffle. But I don't know. You just need steady veterans who aren't going to basically freak out in the moment. And the Raptors have two and a half of those guys, I would say. Um, you know, and the other half I would say is Pascal, who tonight was good, but some nights I think he you know, is a little bit shook. And even down the stretch there, I mean, it's hard to critique the guy who went 8 for 10, but he did have some short arm jumpers and stuff like that that he would normally hit, that he was a little bit tentative in the fourth quarter. But Danny Green is one of those solid steady guys. We saw it against Orlando when he hit the game winner. We saw it tonight with a couple of clutch baskets. But a couple of takeaways from this one. First off, Raptors can't rebound. Like, they can't. Like, they just can't. Like, um, the Warriors aren't even that great of a rebounding team. But, you know, they have a lot of long athletic guys. And when you put Serge Ibaka in that center and the other team is making a concerted effort to crash the boards, the Raptors really, I don't know, man. Like, the, it's, like it's its on Pascal to be a better rebounder. He only got two rebounds today in 42 minutes. That's not enough. So, um, Kawhi can get some rebounds, but he's, you know, he's still a small forward at the end of the day, right? Like, you can't have a scenario where Kavon Looney is getting six offensive rebounds off you and the Warriors get 17 as a team. Like, that's just – it's just too much. And really, the Warriors were able to, you know, force overtime in the first place because they got so many long rebounds off their jumpers that they were able to get second-chance points. And that's just one of the weaknesses the Raptors have. One solution would be to play more of JV. However, JV is unplayable defensively. Like today, 16 minutes, minus 13. And uh, that's that's despite the – despite the fact that he had 12 points on four or five shooting with four or four from the free throw line. So, you know, it's tough. And Manchunas, I mean, I don't have to say anything else, but just really defensively, he's just not able to defend in these games. And he just can't, uh, he can't play. And so at that point, what do you do with the rebounding? I don't really know. It's, it kind of is what it is, right? But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it was a f- thrilling game. If this was the NBA Finals, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be more than happy. Um, but... Like I said, the Warriors have uh, a whole ton of other stars in it. You know, it's just kind of, they're a scary team, man. It's just a really scary team. But it's nice the Raptors finally got a win. It's nice that it happened on, on national television. I think um, 
you know, it's 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 really nice that uh, you're able to showcase this stuff on national TV. Um, because yeah, I mean, it's going to help ultimately flex more interest for the Raptors. I, mean, I know it doesn't count towards American ratings, but can't deny the quality of this game. It's the best game of the year so far. And then in terms of the Gerald Henderson Award, uh, I'm going to give that to Jonas Jarebko, who had 20 points and nine rebounds off the bench, eight of 13 shooting in 33 minutes, three of five from deep. Um, yeah, the funny thing with uh, Jarebko was that um, <laughs> he and Lowry had a, like a mini beef. Throughout the game, uh, Jarebko uh, shoved Lowry early in the first quarter, and Lowry fell back into JV's legs, and it was a scary play. No call. And then third quarter, Lowry made sure to get his revenge by body-checking Jarebko on a rebound. Again, no call. Um, but Jarebko was just generally solid, man. I mean, he's always popping up, you know, shooting some threes, versatile defensively. Like, this is what the rap- what the Warriors have always wanted, basically. Um, a second player who can sort of replicate a little bit of that Andre Godala role. And he was great today, 20 points off the bench. You know, it's either him or Kavon Looney were the best bench players. And quite honestly, the Warriors bench throttled the Raptors bench, and that's an issue because you would think the Raptors bench could, you know, deliver some. But OG missing wide open three, CJ Miles just being unplayable, three minutes. Um, DeLon Wright also, by the way, (laughs) Drebko, like, nailed DeLon Wright with a bit of a dirty screen. Um, And I think, I'm not sure if DeLon's okay afterward, but... He definitely got his bell rung, and we got to check on that. But, I mean, seriously, Fred with zero points, zero three shooting. JV not playing defense. Like, Raptors bench got to be a lot better. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Warriors bench is already kind of trash, and even they smacked the Raptors. So, you know, there's a lot to take away from this game, a lot to digest. The Raptors are going to play the Warriors once again in December in a couple of weeks. So, it'll be fun. I think Steph will be back for that game. So, we'll really see the Warriors closer to full strength. But, for the moment, you got to really enjoy this. Raptors have improved to 19-4. and four. They have beaten the reigning champion, Golden State Warriors, who are obviously still very formidable. And, uh, yeah, that does it for the podcast. Again, um, actually, apologies, first off, to all the background noise. I'm recording this from the arena for once. Um, but, um, you know, it was a great game to attend live, I'll say that much. And I think everyone who paid their tickets, I think it was one of the most expensive games of the year, but it was, it was worth the money, to be honest. This is just an incredible, unforgettable game. Um and yeah, so uh, one last plug for for ten things. And I'll read that on the Score app and also on my Twitter account. And uh, I'll be back on Saturday to recap the Cleveland Cavaliers game. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York.